0: Welcome to the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. This is episode 23. I'm Robert Scarponito and I'm joined here by Jack Cepeda.
1: You guys are getting two episodes in one week. Oh man. Bong bong. And Colin Sparling. Exactly. So that means you guys should feel
2: very special because you are special. You are special to all of us here at the TDP. (laughs) Thanks, DJ
1: Khaled. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack... You wanted to talk to us about something? Uh, I never want to talk about this, but we were Man. talking about somewhere around when we we're doing our production meeting, our weekly little off-air meeting, we started yeah. talking about- I'm having an affair. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are you? Are you? 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 Hey, you said affair, not me. We uh, We started talking about some dark stuff and some paranormal activity type stuff, and turns out that I'm- one of the people <laughs> that had an experience in this field that is still kind of scary to think about and still is unexplained. And so I'd like to tell you guys my paranormal story now. Man, that's all right. All right. Yeah, that's that's fine. But I just realized we're coming in pretty late with the spoopy stuff. I know. Halloween we should know like weeks but ago. but hey, yeah. you know, you got to roll the punches. So I haven't told too many people this story because it just doesn't come up like a normal conversation, right? But hey, better late than never. So. This is like 2003, 2004-ish, and a friend of mine named Jeremiah, we both went to uh, a birthday party of a friend of mine, and after the birthday party, we both walked out the front door. It's nighttime in just a normal neighborhood, normal suburban you know, block, and for some reason, we just both decide to look up at the sky or just looking. And we see something that I still cannot explain and I still, you know, think about from time to time, like, man, that was really weird. But we're looking up at a spot in the sky and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, now we know what you're going to say. Now, we know what a shooting star looks like, okay? It, it was not a shooting star, I promise you that. It was a, It was an empty black patch in the sky and a light turned on from nothing, like it blinked on. And then as soon as it blinked on, it stayed there for maybe half a second and then went into the horizon like faster than I've ever seen anything move in my entire life. Like, like, you know, around the world, basically it went like, like just off blackness, then light one second, boom. And I was like, I looked at Jeremiah. I was like, did you see that? And he had the look on his face like, what the fuck? <laughs> we both were like, whoa, that was really crazy. We just kind of stood there in awe. You know, because it, it it's nothing, no shooting star or anything, no satellite, nothing moves that fast. And we knew how fast, we had a sense for how fast it was moving because we had a sense for its altitude as well. It was incredibly high. Mm. It was higher than airplanes fly when you see an airplane in the sky. Question, were you two I don't also... Have, okay. no. I don't have any answers. Were you two also incredibly high? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. I've I've never been I've never been into the uh, the drugs, as the kids say. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> where are the drugs going? And and no, we were not at all. And I wasn't even drunk or anything. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I was not drinking. But we talk. We've talked about it like in the years since, and we still have no idea. We've never seen anything like it before. But I was like, that was some kind of like. If you had to ask me, I would say I would guess that that's some mechanical machine, some kind of thing that was made. There's no way it was like a natural a natural occurrence. And we saw it. We both saw it at the same time. It's unexplainable, but it still like makes me wonder like what could that possibly have been? your what are your thoughts, Colin? You got an interesting look on your face? Dude, I feel like it was Tom DeLong riding in a <laughs> UFO.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why he left Blink 182. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he, him, and to the stars finally got something together and hopped on a UFO and just <laughs> across the sky. There just it is, shot across the sky. Yep. No, I, I honestly, um, I mean, I've never really had a, a UFO or um, esque experience. I mean, it could it could be a lot of things, right? Uh, whatever you want to theorize it as being, but I've never had a similar experience like that. Period. But I definitely think that if i bore witness to something like that i would feel some sort of like i would be just like you like what the hell was that you know um and my first thought would be like shit was that
1: a ufo i can't explain what that was you know you know what i mean and and also it's uh, interesting of note too that i've never seen it's the only time ever in my life where i've seen something like like exit into the horizon you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you never see something go all the way it'd be that bright that you see it go all the way until the earth curves right or if you ask Kyrie Irving if it goes around the flat earth it goes over the edge
0: of the earth yeah
1: yeah the edge of the earth yeah (laughs) Yeah. so So what do you think it was what do you think the explanation is if you have any
2: I don't
1: something like that I I mean I don't even know
2: like I I I want to say like a spotlight maybe or could, it could be a spotlight or something, but that spotlight. doesn't sound like it makes sense. Spotlight. No, no. You mean like at a red carpet like event? It wasn't like that, dude. Or something. Or something was reflect. I don't know. Some sort of light was
1: maybe reflecting off something, or I don't know. I Honestly, don't crazy. know. It was too crazy, man. It was not. It was definitely not natural. That's all I know. So and have, it's definitely faster than I've ever seen anything move in my life.
0: Have you ever tried to like? Stand in the same place, same time on like another day to like.
1: Hell see. no! I never went back. No, <laughs> it was freaky, dude. I'm like, I'm not going back there. It's crazy. There is an Air Force Damn. base, isn't there, near near Columbus? Isn't there one in Dayton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one near Dayton. Oh, oh I who, didn't know that. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? So look, all I'm I don't saying know, but is it's unexplainable, spooky. Ooh. All I'm saying is
0: one of the cousins of fact is consistency. That's why I still lick my switch cartridges whenever i get a new one to see if it's consistent right so i think you could do yourself a favor and look again stand at the same place like next time you're in columbus same place same time yeah sounds like a great way for me to spend my time i i'm just saying i'm just saying i think there'd be more to the story if it wasn't just this one time
1: you know? To quote Billy Bob Thornton in Armageddon, it's a big motherfucking sky, dude. I don't even know exactly where I looked. <laughs> <laughs> a big a big motherfucking sky. Yeah, I mean there I mean to be fair,
2: at that particular moment there had to have been other people looking up the in the sky. So other think, people had to have seen what you were seeing. There's no way you and your buddy were the only two people that it saw. That I would thing. think.
1: But it like validated it though that he was standing right next to me, and he saw it too. Because if he didn't see it at the same time, then I would have maybe doubted what I saw. Mm. right you know i would have been like oh maybe i did just see a shooting star or something like that but Close no encounters he, of the third kind yeah he was freaked out too we were both i don't know you I know, guess she had to be there i wonder if there's like a subreddit for this like a subreddit full
0: of did you guys just see this happen at this time you know on I'm this sure. day to yeah. like confirm if other people also saw something of that nature
1: get all the tin foil
0: hats together
1: in one chat room
2: our tin foils hey. Mm, yeah <laughs> yeah. I mean hey you can be Mel Gibson I'll be
1: Joaquin Phoenix while we're at foil hats it's fine <laughs> did you say you had some paranormal activity event as well Colin you wanted to share with the group
2: yes Um. so it, it's it's more Uh. I guess more of a ghost story than oh, anything snap I don't like these yeah Um. it's it's nothing like insanely terrifying but you also have to look at it through the lens of I think a, a 10 11 year old kid did this happen um, to you yes ocean um so growing up i, I uh, back in bellevue ohio uh i went to a little school called ridge elementary school and there i went to school with a, a kid named matt gaddy who uh we went we went through, all through elementary school middle school high school together graduated together um well anyway when we were in elementary school we became really good friends we basically lived across the, basically around the block from each other and so We would hang out a lot, and he would always tell us stories about how his house was haunted and how he has uh, a ghost of a woman living in his attic. What? Whoa, dude. I
1: don't like this. listen, (laughs) Listen. I don't fuck with this stuff,
2: dude. And, like, he wasn't, like... Shinra, he's like yeah there's like a there's like a bed up there there's like just an old dusty bed up there and like a couple things that we have stored up there but otherwise it's like nothing else up there Hmm. and uh so i'm like okay that's weird and i was like okay but like he might be full of shit (laughs) um so anyway he he actually showed me a polaroid like an old polaroid of their attic and it like the like this is straight straight out of a movie dude sure as shit like the beds there and everything he described it was there um and and so he has like one of those uh uh houses that are shaped a lot like a barn structurally you know what i'm talking it's mm. got like the uh like the different like the paneled roof and uh things like that yeah so just think of a barn that's kind of a, what his house looked like um so anyway, there, uh, there there came a time you know when we like beca- started to become somewhat close friends. So of course, what do you do when you're close friends? You sleep at each other's houses and you hang out all night.
1: Hell no, I would not go. These houses so here's that the story. thing. So I
2: I had no. I had stayed at his house with him and a couple of other friends. We'd like just had a big sleepover there and we stayed in his living room because they had like a giant ass CRT TV there, like a big ass one though, like the big honkin ones. Uh, with a sound system where we played like golden eye and shit and watched the really shitty Nightmare on Elm Street sequels there. Classic, um, <laughs>
0: classic stuff.
2: Yes, of course. Dream Warriors. Love it. <laughs> um so anyway, every time we would stay there, it was always in the living room. Well, there was one time when I stayed there and it we it was just me and him. And so I ended up crashing in his bedroom upstairs. So it was the first time I had ever actually been upstairs in his house. Oh, spooky. Yeah and let me like the the upstairs of the house was like the the house was old as shit you walk up there creaky floorboards and like it's all hardwood and everything um and so like he'd always told me this shit and like um i think i actually asked about him before we even decided to go to sleep i was like so is like is something going to happen like do i have <laughs> so, like do, am I, is some shit going to go down and he's like Man, I mean, you shouldn't really have much to worry about. Like, it's not going to fuck with you or anything. And I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. But anyway, so we we were in his bedroom. We played like Ocarina of Time or some shit all night. And uh, then it was, you know, we were kind of winding down. And next thing I know, and there's two beds in this room. But next thing I know, my buddy's like passed out of one of the beds. And I'm laying in the other one. And I'm like, uh, I was just laying there. And then I was like, hey, Matt. So blah, 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 blah. I asked him something. And he was out cold. And mm. so I was like, fuck. Because <laughs> right above this ceiling is that fucking attic. And I'm like, fuck, dude. So I'm sitting there, you know, like in the movies, you kind of pull the, the covers over, like
1: <laughs> up over your no face shit. a little bit. I'm like, I'm going fucking home.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I totally should have went home because it's literally just a short walk across this big ass yard. Um, So anyway, like I'm sitting there, I'm like, fuck, like something going to happen. <laughs> And then is it like midnight, dude? It's like yeah, it's like midnight, one in the morning at this point, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, next thing I know, I hear uh, like a thud, thud, thud on the fucking ceiling, dude. And bullshit, I'm not shitting on you, dude. Like shitting on me? Yeah, shitting on you. I'm not (laughs) shitting on you. I'm not shitting (laughs) you. But anyway, (laughs) I I hear like tap, 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 and I hear literally what sounds like fucking footsteps, like thud, 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 thud. I'm like, what in the fuck is that? <laughs> Hell so, no! Like, dude, I just literally I sat there all night, basically just staring up at the ceiling. I'm like, I couldn't fucking sleep a wink. Like, can I'm like, blink, probably. I'm gonna fucking like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I'm gonna die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And luckily, nothing. Like, and it, I'm sorry, that's not that exciting. But that's pretty much all that happened. But fuck, like, just the anticipation leading up to that, I was like,
1: holy shit! So it yes. totally could have been an animal
2: right which honestly my theory later in life now was like oh it was probably like a squirrel or something it totally could have been a squirrel like there's a lot of trees and shit like next to his house they could have easily jumped off the trees got in his
1: attic somehow if they wanted to i'm sure i had like squirrels and stuff like that in my attic for sure growing up so doesn't sound like footsteps like squirrels do but maybe a raccoon maybe yeah the the way
2: it was it was like rustling but then it was like strong thuds it was like i don't know so who knows
1: (laughs) could have been a rabbit hopping around (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it could have. Been. Yeah, a rabbit climbed thinking. the
0: tree just to get into your attic. I don't know, hey, man. I've never been one that, big for like paranormal stuff, personally. I don't know. Like, never I just,
2: had any. You've never experienced anything that you can't quite explain.
0: Like, even if I did, I don't remember
1: any of it because I'm kind of like, meh, whatever. But but do you think everyone's lying? Of course, a lot of people probably are just you know uninformed or, or imagining things like Colin, but <laughs> maybe <he> was. <laughs> But like, do you think everyone is full of shit? Like every single story. Like, there's gotta be some truth in there somewhere. Like, I think they believe it. You know, I
0: think you guys believe what happened to you, right? Well, I saw it with my right, own right. eyes. And I'm sure you did, but it's it's like if you can't show it to other people as well, you know, like proof is in the eye of the beholder, essentially. So it's like, you can tell me anything. Like, look, I'm from the other side of the planet and I've fooled people. With things that I've really seen. You know, people think you're full of shit when I tell them things about, like, the culture around there. So, it's just one of those things where it's like, you need to show it to me for me to, like, actually fully be on board with it. But until Fair then, enough. I'll just give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, I'm sure you've seen that.
2: Well, I mean, hey, like, skepticism is, is fine, right? Sure, I mean, skepticism, sure. you know, for what it is. I mean, like, so what? It, what is it like? Like, what's... It, Superstition like in in Korea though are there yokai around (laughs) Yokai I mean yokai Is probably like the closest concept It's not
0: necessarily the belief in like There's a ghost in the attic Or something like that or there's a ghost in the Penthouse suite or something But um, you know there's like kind of that Old timey folky like You know people's spirits passing on to the Other world and you know like Superstition about bad luck Kind of things like different you know way like um different signs of you know like don't do that that'll bring you bad luck in the future or you know things like that like kind of i guess the american idea would be like old wives tales ish kind of a feel is it to it is it old Mm -hmm.
1: wives tales or old wise tales i always mess this up old wives right why like apostrophe like
2: v (laughs) i stumped the crap. like w-i-v-e-s <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what is i always it thought it was wi- like my like old wives
1: tale or is it old wise tale like i thought wisdom. it was wise w-i-s-e i always okay. huh
0: okay you know you okay. know the shit like if you sneeze three times someone's talking about you okay. like that kind yeah. of stuff
2: yeah, okay. yeah yeah yeah
0: like those superstitions not gotcha. necessarily yeah, of I mean, the fourth e- kind
2: yeah you know what's funny is like to a to a degree su- some superstition has like uh, uh like some sort of universality like every i think to a degree almost every country has something to do with like ghosts or something like that or like some sort of dealing with spirits yeah. things like that like i mean we all know like japan does especially from like the media that they release and all that um in korea and things like that um, But it's just really interesting that they all Like it's all generally the same idea But it's just a different spin on it You know yeah but I digress
0: Yeah it's all just the way Different ways people were raised and all that But yeah right, how right. the hell Was Kyrie
2: Irving
1: raised He there was raised not flat he was raised On a flat earth jack and then and then i don't know if you guys saw this but shaquille o'neal was like coming his defense too he's like shaquille's like man what you mean china's underneath us you crazy <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes he was. he's like china ain't underneath us y'all Yo, lost your mind and then shaq was like uh i drove all the way <laughs> he said this this is like a quote what almost. he goes i drove all the way from north carolina to florida you gonna tell me i drove in a curve man i drove straight <laughs> <laughs> oh That's, what my God. Wow. That's what he said He goes I drove all the way down the east coast I wasn't driving in no curve
0: Yikes like, Alright all guys right, boys, so I right. think we With should that. we should put out the campfire Turn off the <laughs> flashlights Spooky <laughs> Let's get into the show So I want to say here off the kind of top uh, Yes we did a Thor spoiler cast That Jack alluded to earlier About the whole two episodes of thing in a week uh, So if you've seen Thor Ragnarok And you want to hear our thoughts, check out the last thing we released on this RSS feed. If not, feel free to skip it. This episode does not have any Thor spoiler casts, so keep listening, because we got some awesome stuff to tell you about. So let's kick it off with our games. Let's talk about some games. So, okay, yeah. Jack, you want to hit us off? Want to let us know what you've been playing uh
1: you know what so i am maybe not necessarily proud of it but be that as it may i am a subscriber to ea's origin access service for five dollars a month and uh look that up i'm not going to try and pimp that out to anybody on the show today but but with that being uh the case i was afforded access to uh their games about a a week earlier so no four or five days early so I got to play Need for Speed Payback, essentially the first 10 hours for free, sort of like, you know, $5 a month, but basically didn't have to buy the game. But I'm like, oh, I got 10 hours with Need for Speed. That's more than I've played the last 10 Need for Speeds combined. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll download this. I'll install it. Let's check it out. Uh, I remember, I mean, guys, it was basically crickets since E3 on this game. Yeah. There was almost no fanfare for this. No real big commercials, no TV presence, no marketing push. It just kind of came out and, oh, it's out. I kind of forgot that it was going to be released this year or or at all. And, man, that game looked good, I thought, at E3. Remember when we talked about it? I thought it looked like a return to form. It looked like there was some real, like, need for speed slash burnout uh, stuff. I remember, like, hopes were high on this game. Like, oh, this looks really good, actually. This looks like this could be fun, Uh, you know, a return to form for the series. So, I was pretty excited, <clears throat> and then the game actually started uh oh, <laughs> and I was aghast. <laughs> the game is very, very bad. <laughs> it's like aggressively bad what like it's, it's trying to be bad yes, it's bad guy wow. it's it uh, I mean the characters Tyler, the lead character, could not be a more vanilla generic dude. And whoever wrote this all right, Need for Speed Payback makes the Fast and the Furious series look like Shakespeare. You're joking. You have to be compared joking. Compared to this right oh now. Compared to this writing, I was multiple times while I was playing the first two hours, I was like, I need to be writing these quotes down <laughs> to like share with you how stupid the writing actually is. Did you you actually write them down? Because please share. No, I wish I don't have any tokens, but I mean, go. I I was going to try and like, I couldn't, you know, what sucks. I was going to try and restart the game so I could get those quotes, but there was no intuitive way to just start a new game. It just forces you back into your, your, the campaign mode, whatever. So, so I didn't want to go through any files, right. And delete that and all that crap. So I just went to a, a let's play, but I couldn't take it guys. I can't stomach it. Just, just go into a Let's Play. And just watch the first, like, 20 minutes or so. And it is just cringe fest after cringe fest. Like, Yikes. the most corny lines ever. And I'm thinking, like, who would this actually appeal to? Like, maybe when I was, like, seriously, like, eight years old and I thought, like, Tokyo drifting and nitros, you know, <laughs> juicing the cars and nice. racing for slips was cool. But now it's, like... Uh, we, oh it's so bad and it's so much worse than the e3 trailer alluded to it's not even close to that game that they showed at e3 this is like ubisoft levels of uh, motherfuckery going on with the marketing Seriously? and with the actual yeah with the actual like end result yeah because you're in the same kind of area like you're in the de- it starts out in the desert and so you're like, oh, this is going to be a game kind of out in the wilderness and in the open. And, you know, you're going to do drug runs and, like, you're going to take down the bad guys and all stuff. And it's going to be, you know, highfalutin action, Michael Bay style. It's only there for, like, the first five minutes. And then you immediately go into, like, this, like, Las Vegas-type city. Or maybe it is even Vegas. I can't even remember. But you're in a city. <laughs> and, like, with the trailer and with everything gameplay-wise, I wasn't expecting that. So the setting was a surprise. The terrible writing and the terrible acting was really a letdown. The controls were not great, and the performance on PC for a driving game with not that complicated visuals, like the frame rate, is way too all over the place. It is not a smooth experience. I have a hundred hertz monitor, so I can play games a hundred frames a second. I had to cap my monitor, like the hardware of my monitor. I had to cap it at sixty percent just wow. to get a playable like frame rate with this game. So I wasn't like oversteering and shit. So it's just really corny it's just i i think honestly i think i saw metacritic last i looked this game's getting like a 70 like i think that's generous yeah that sounds (laughs) a little high based on the past five minutes and also speaking of motherfuckery with this game like i noticed that a bunch of who the fuck are you reviews were up there before the game launched like places like i've never even heard of before and it was like at 80 or mid 80s and then so uh, so certain hand-picked reviewers got got this game early but then they released this game incredibly late for let's say your giant bombs your game spots your polygons of the world they didn't get it until a day before release and then what? and then if you look in the metacritic scores all their scores are way lower than the initial scores yeah or mm, with yeah i know and it's just like what is going even going on here but i have a feeling with all this tied together, that EA knows this game is a steaming pile of shite. <laughs> this game sucks. And I thought that uh, Need for Speed, the run, was going to be like the bottom of the barrel. I'm shaking my head right now. No. it <laughs> it This is so bad. And it's like, this even calls into question whether this series needs to even continue. Because yeah, it, the last Need for Speed game was bad as
2: well. The, uh, the reboot from 2015... Is that what you're talking about?
1: Payback? I can't remember. Man, there, uh, ugh, there was one Speed, where it was so. like
2: cops and robbers,
0: essentially. You could drive as a cop or like a Oh, for Speed, Hot
1: Pursuit? Hot Pursuit that on thing. PS2 was one of the last ones I really liked. Also, Underground yeah. was not bad either. Uh, so real quick, I know I've already like shit all over this game <laughs> for the first few minutes, but it came out November 10th, $60. It's on PC. Wait, it's ca- on Xbox. It's, coming it's on out everywhere. November 10th? I thought it was 7th. Uh, no, it says release November 10th. I don't know. Okay. So it's coming out uh, tomorrow
0: or not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or no. I'm seeing on Metacritic. It, it says November 7th. I'm pretty sure oh, my fault it comes well, out I'm November reading 7th. the Wikipedia page. So that's probably wrong. Gotcha. So it's, it's out now probably. Yeah. <laughs> but don't get it. It doesn't matter. Don't get it. It's on Xbox. It's on Xbox one PS4 PC, you know, and it's really bad guys. And this is really sad too, because this is a time in, this is a year where driving games are really kind of all over the map. They're very inconsistent. They're not great. And I'm really hungry for a really good, solid racing game. And Need for Speed, I was like thinking to myself before this release, I was like, man, I might actually have to buy this game because it looks so good at E3. I was like, if this game can deliver, I'm probably going to buy it because I'm thirsty for a really good arcade-style racing game. This is not that game at all. I'm so glad that I got to play it and try it before. Um, But I don't know. What else can I even say? It's There's nothing right. redeeming about it that well, I can think of
2: <clears throat> based on the review that I watched in this game I think it was uh it might have been the before you buy uh via GameRanks. um but anyway they are actually saying the game looks worse than needs for need for speed 2015 which <laughs> yeah, was the reboot that came out on ps4 and xbox one and it honestly does <laughs> from the gameplay that I've seen because um, I actually own Need for Speed, the reboot, and it's it's a pretty decent game. There's a lot of customization options and, like, a lot of fancy stuff going on, which I actually saw this new Need for Speed, Payback, uh, uses cards or something to customize your car. Like, you have to buy, like, these cards. You don't actually buy the parts themselves. It's like this really messed up system. Sounds like microtransactions. And, yeah, microtransactions and fucking loot boxes galore or something, for all I know, um. But yeah, I don't know. That sucks, though, because like you were saying, I think this generation in general has been all over the map for racing games. And I, I don't think we I think we've struggled to hit that level of quality that we've gotten uh, like even during the PS2 and Xbox era. I mean, yeah. Like the, cr- oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I mean, the PS2, Xbox era, we got like Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, Need for Speed, Most Wanted. Uh, burnout. Yeah. Burnout. burnout. Burnout's incredible. Yeah. Even going into the PS3 era, one of my favorite arcade racing games is uh Motorstorm for the PS3. Really, yeah, that's Apo- fun. Motor no,
1: that's Storm is a fun game. It's a no, fun game. Motor- it's underrated. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. all right. Motorstorm Motor Storm Apocalypse in particular, which they, is like- they had their moments for sure. I I want to say right. that this game was developed by Ghost uh, Studios, which mm-hmm. made you know is is directly tied to uh, Need for Speed Paradise. One of the best games of last generation. Do you mean Burnout,
0: in, Paradise? Sorry, Burnout, Burnout Paradise? Sorry, Burnout Paradise. Burnout Paradise,
1: yeah. Mm. So there's a direct lineage between Burnout Paradise, how great that game was, and this game now. That's Need for unfortunate. Speed Payback. And I, and I thought Need for Speed Rivals back in 2003 was pretty solid. Ghost made that game as well. So who knows what's going on. But it's clear to me that this effort of this latest Need for Speed game is definitely phoned in. Yeah. There and, doesn't seem to be any any real surprises here other than how bad it is
2: yeah and that really sucks because we just we need we're dying for like a good arcade racer. like okay we get the driving simulators for your forzas
1: your uh grand turismo but listen even this year though those games have their problems they're those are not great games that i could directly recommend you know that's what i'm saying like it's a sad day where project cars 2 is out and that's even like not really moving the needle so my go-to racer when i want to just have a genuine like Car race, right, is the original Project Cars, which came out what, a year, two years ago? Something like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: Project Cars. There was what, Drive Club and the Crew as well.
1: I know the Crew 2 is coming oh, out. Oh, God. So. It was Drive Club the one on PS4? Yeah, the Drive one Club they ended was up giving out for free. Bad. Dude, yeah. that is one of the worst. Oh, yeah. There's just a problem now. There is a need. There's a market for a good, solid, crowd pleasing racer. There's and a true em- need for there speed. Is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I okay. will say, I've had a lot of fun with Forza Horizon 3. Uh, like yeah, the, I've heard nothing but good things yeah, about Forza Horizon the PC, 3, and I, I've, it sucks I've never gotten to play it. The PC port for it is phenomenal. Like, I have yeah. had no hitches. So, I know it's not necessarily an arcade racer, Jack, but if you're itching for a good racing game that's open world yes. and just, like, for funsies, I'd pick up Forza Horizon.
1: Honestly, it's really do worth you, it. Do you know if there's a demo out for that? I cannot say. I okay, so I, try, I actually have... It's crossed my mind multiple times to go pick up that game, but... It's always sixty dollars on the terrible Windows Store, yeah. And it's like right. I, I just can't, like at this point, you know, spend sixty bucks for that. No, and, and these games never go on sale. It seems like, yeah,
0: it's very true. Um, I don't know. I think it, it's fun. It's definitely not as fun as Burnout Paradise because that is probably like my most favorite racing game ever. It's up
1: there. I don't. I mean, are we counting Mario Kart? <laughs> are we just Mario nah, yeah. Kart <laughs> racers? I
0: don't. I don't like. I don't count Mario Kart because it's so different from like.
1: I mean, arcade feel like kart style. racers are in a dip, like their own little subgenre. Okay. Yeah. Would you put wi- games like Wipeout and Redout? Like, would you put those with Mario Kart then, like with weapons and stuff?
2: Yeah. Wipeout. Okay. Um. Yeah. What about like uh,
1: like Cruising USA or like H two Overdrive? I don't know. Bur- Burnout to me. Is Was the last time I had a really great time With a racing game Um, There was a Gran Turismo as well The one on PS3 which one was that Gran Turismo 5 I don't know I, I think it's was Gran Turismo 5 yeah that was the last one I got heavy into Like the sim racer Like I know the, the
0: newest Gran Turismo I played the demo for it On PS4 and it was garbage I did not have fun really? with it I played like two races And I was like eh
1: <sighs> It has its problems I mean eh. the biggest problem I can think of is that you have to be online To even play the single player game You cannot be offline it will not save your single player offline game. There's no such thing. That's yeah. straight trash. It's
0: unfortunate how many games are like that now. Like in today's climate, you know? Oh yeah, it's real bad.
1: It's real bad. So that's Never Speed, guys. Avoid it if you can. Tell S- your friends. Swerve out of the way. Yeah, don't let your friends yeah. play Never Speed Rivals yes. this year. Or payback this year. Uh
0: yeah. So I want to talk about a game I've been playing. Um so Injustice 2 came out like back in May, uh only for PS4 and X Bone uh they haven't released it for pc until like now ish like they're officially releasing it for pc next monday or tuesday november 14th but right now you can hop onto steam download an open beta and start playing it and uh, i was a pretty big fan of the first injustice like back when i didn't really understand fighting games that i was like hey dc characters are cool I played a lot of the first game, and I haven't played it since, like, the PS3 360 era, so I'm, like, super rusty on, like, how to play Injustice, and it plays a lot like uh, the Mortal Kombat games, like the new ones, like Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X.
2: Right, it's uh, by by NetherRealm Studios, so it makes sense. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and I haven't played those games much, so, like, my NetherRealm fighting skill has, uh, it's pretty bad, it's garbage right now.
2: I mean uh, to be fair they're pretty clunky Games if you're used to playing something like uh, Guilty Gear like you have been and things uh, like that I don't know if I call them clunky They're they're heavy
0: like I think it's the Best yeah, way to phrase a, it it's
2: like that's a better word It's it, a better word
0: it's very obvious that Each movement you make has A Matters. consequence yeah 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 um, so That's been made very apparent by my Super negative win loss ratio On uh, the beta right now Oh no <laughs> yeah I mean I've never been One to give a shit about ratios anyway but um yeah the beta is only like you can only play 1v1 multiplayer there's no training mode there's no like a little bit of the campaign or anything so like there's nowhere mm. to practice you know oh, unless man. you like own the first game and you boot it up real quick and play around with it a little bit um mm. so man i've been being i've been garbage on that beta I've, i'm now getting kind of the hang of uh some of the characters but it's still like whew, man uh in terms of the way it plays though it's definitely like injustice one but better you know it just feels better all across the board um inputs are just as solid as usual and it has all the like super moves that you'd expect and most of them are like really cool to watch like in the same way like the mortal Kombat like x-ray moves that are really brutal like you know those are just right right treat they're like such a gory treat um injustice is a lot less you know viscera and blood you know, it's it's more just like, look at all these laser beams, or look at them, like, traveling through
1: dimensions. And sparks and fireballs.
2: Yeah, and, I, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I love about Realm Studios, especially now. Like, all of their fighting games that they come out with are just so ridiculously over the top. Yeah. And it's just amazing. That's what I love about them. They're, they're just like, oh, hey, like, instead of just having a regular fighting game, why don't we make them, you know, why don't we make Batman... Hit people with a car like his yeah. Batmobile <laughs> like, no, you know? so Do you know, do
0: you know yeah. what the flash super move in this game is he like run runs around, around the, world. the world? Yeah, well that was in the first game. He does the Megaton uh, punch, yeah. but like in this game he grabs the enemy Travels back in time to like the, the ancient Egypt and like breaks uh, the face of like uh, one of those cat people like he just breaks the, the face of the snap of the statue off <laughs> and then runs again throws them into the face of a t-rex that's like munching on its lunch <laughs> oh, yeah i have seen this yeah <laughs> and then he runs what? back to the present but like in a multiverse where the exact same thing is happening and he throws like one version of his opponent into another version of his opponent and then tags <laughs> out with that version of the flash
1: uh it's so fun it's pretty great Whoa. The that's very cool yeah, yeah nether realm it's really good to see them return to form because i don't know if you guys remember but there was a time there was maybe a decade there where nether realm was really bad immortal combat really sucked mm. and it wasn't going anywhere yeah you're uh, talking about what uh deadly alliance deception army yeah era. it, just, it yeah. was just not doing anything and now it's like re- they really again have returned to form Uh, So I'm glad to see that they're making some good moves. They secured that DC license, and I think it's paying off. I did play the first uh, Injustice pretty extensively, and I enjoyed this. I love the story mode. It's still the best story mode in fighting games. Period. Uh, Another realm has the best, yeah, easily the best single player experience. uh, Head and shoulders over anyone else, including Street Fighter. Most especially Street Fighter. (laughs) Yeah, we don't (laughs) talk about Street Fighter story (laughs) mode. Yeah, and uh, now I I I'm interested to see you know what graphical improvements it has over the console versions if any I yeah think that's kind of why people are hoping for this version maybe
0: like uh i'm glad that you mentioned the story because like that's probably the one thing that i'm most excited about like with injustice 2 i don't think i'm gonna buy it day one but i'm having a lot of fun playing it uh it's just like the story of injustice 1 was so captivating and like interesting and like really just speaks a lot to why dc can tell really good stories in its universe which is why i think i'm a bigger fan of it than marvel um but yeah no this this game it's it's fun it's definitely what you expect so i don't imagine a lot of people are going to buy it being like oh i'm interested in like what this could be like i think a majority of the sales are going to be people who know what they're getting into people who have been like waiting for the pc port of this and have been playing the like console versions extensively or you know like people like me who have been waiting for the pc port
1: me too. I have been waiting. I mean, the game came out in May, and I was like, well, I'm not going to get it on console. I want to get it on PC because my fight stick is an Xbox 360 one. And it only works for PC. Yeah. Aww. And I would want to use that, right? Exactly. So, Yeah. So, I have been waiting for this version as well uh, of the game to even even try it out. Yeah. Uh, I, I just uh, I just don't know if I can pay full price for it, though. Same. Like, is it $50,
0: $60? I think it's going to be 60 And according to some, like, leaked, um, like, store pages of the PC version all the dlc that's come out will be included in it but we've yet to have official confirmation from like Warner Brothers or Nether Realms about uh whether that's true
1: mm. i kind of wonder if there ever will be a time where we don't have to wait, wait for the pc ports anymore i think it's kind of a surprise we had to wait this long for this game and then also it was a big surprise we had to wait what 6 weeks for Desti- destiny 2 yeah. to come out on pc like what's going on and and by the way destiny 2 is by far the best experience is on PC. It's so much better than console. But I thought the so, best experience was PS4. No, it's not. The best, <laughs> the best
2: Destiny <laughs> experience is on no. PlayStation.
1: If you are serious about Destiny Two, you know, and if you have friends to play on PC, PC is where it's at. It runs at a much better frame rate, much better graphics, much better effects. It, it, it was like designed almost like PC first, Wait, which is you, surprising why it came out. Did you buy last. it? No, but I want to. I'm waiting for some friends to tell me they're going to buy it too. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. yeah, and I, but I'm going to wait till it goes on sale. Like at 40 bucks, I probably would pull the trigger on that because that game Man, looked really good. I'm I'm so scared to uh, jump down the destiny rabbit hole because I'm I'm afraid like
2: it's one of those things yeah. where like I I do kind of shit on destiny. I'm not going to lie, but I do it just because it rustles a lot of people's the first when one I do. is worthy of <laughs> being shat upon. That's true. And I, I heard I heard the destiny two is a good half step. But uh, hmm. anyway, back to fighting games. I think I've been pretty inactive in in the fighting game genre this this console generation. I th- I need to get I need to find my game because I haven't I haven't done that yet. You know what your game's gonna be? Tekken Seven. Well, Tekken Seven's pretty good too.
0: But yeah. come January 2018, your game, your fighting game, is gonna be Dragon Ball Fighters.
1: Oh well, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That's a given. We're, sk- mm-hmm. we're skipping to news. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna yeah.
0: talk about that later, but. That's a sneak preview for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
2: but I, I'm just waiting. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, what I'm really waiting for is Dead or Alive 6. Let's be real. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah, Dead or Alive 6. I'm just stoked on it. They did come out with Dead or Alive 5 last round, but I already own Dead or Alive 5 Ultimate for PS3. So I don't know if I want to rebuy
1: it. Fair I think enough. I'm waiting for the uh, Injustice 2 to go on sale, but then I, I'm also waiting for uh, Street Fighter 5, the arcade edition. We'll see. That's not come out till early next year, though. But we'll see if hmm. if I ever have a chance of playing Street Fighter Five, which I've never played it. I've never touched a controller hooked yeah. up to Street Fighter Five. Huh? I've heard uh, it's actually worth ever, playing now. If I ever do, it will be the arcade version that comes out. So we'll see. Very nice,
0: <laughs> uh, Colin. Have you been playing anything?
1: Yeah. So,
2: um, of course, I've been playing just just Mario, tons and tons more of Mario. Just getting mm. getting some more moons, you know. And I, I've been playing this game. In, in, in the context of recent events, and, you know, I'm playing through this this Mario game, and, of course, I'm loving every bit of it, like we talked about in the last episode. It's magical. It's a whole lot of fun. Not You know, it's not, you know, the cr- craziest thing narrative-wise, but it's a Mario game. You kind of know what to expect jumping in. But <laughs> what that got me thinking of is, like... <laughs> yeah, puns. What that got me thinking of was, like, you know, we had the, that episode. Was it two weeks ago, three three weeks ago now, where we had a lot of bleak news coming out about microtransactions and how Visceral Games was shutting down, and there's a whole, there was basically a dumpster fire going on in the internet about how you know our single player games dead and and blah 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 blah, and that that episode was so negative news wise, but at the same time people like at, at least at that moment during that week people
1: were forgetting that we've also had the greatest year of video games probably ever it's been a good one oh, uh yeah. 2015 was really solid too but it's been a good one for sure um, no complaints this year right and especially in the area of like single player games right so
2: like we've had so many narrative driven single player like, games come out n- n- not even necessarily linear but like open world games too like but people are so quick to jump on the bandwagon and say that they're dead, or at least at that point they were. I don't know if it was just a, a
1: giant reactionary thing because it was the hot topic at the time, which is I w- I'm thinking that's what it was. Do you expect me to believe that you're suggesting the Internet is reactionary and alarmist? Oh, that's no. By, by, uh, that would be stupid. That would be crazy. What are you saying, <laughs> Jack?
0: No. <laughs> no. I no. Like, I can agree with you there in terms of like, I think what it is is for every good single player game without microtransactions, there's a game that has hella microtransactions. And if I remember right, I remember reading like a fiscal report recently that Ubisoft had their first fiscal quarter where they've made more money off microtransactions than they have like oh, purchases no. of games. Right. Terrible news. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, I don't remember for sure if it was Ubisoft, but some big AAA company has finally Activision. done that. May, I don't. I'm not.
2: I well, can't Activision sure. made the. Th- they made a uh, 3.8 billion dollars last year in in-game transactions. Yeah. And
0: yes, and three billion
2: of that was uh, Overwatch loot boxes, probably. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm part of the problem. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but like,
2: basically, I don't know. I think after after this year, I think so far the assessment is that the good in gaming is getting better but the bad in gaming is getting
1: worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. So it's
2: it's like it's like the left and the right, you know, is only expanding. So who
1: knows? Yeah. Maybe guys all along it was just too big an ask, too big of an expectation that EA would release a game like Uncharted for instance. Let's be realistic here. Weren't they the ones that can Star Wars 1313? Yeah, you remember that game?
0: And they just can't yeah. viscerals. Star Wars game, whatever. Exactly. That was be. Like, yeah.
1: man, what I'm saying is, EA's never been known for that, dude. You I know? actually I got to interview the lead writer on Star Wars
2: 1313. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to like ask him about the failed project because I think he was, you know, under. You know, he had to keep that under wraps. NDA. So yeah. So I didn't. I didn't ask. I didn't get to ask him about it. But yeah, it's it's pretty crazy though. He did mention it though. It was like he was really at a loss when it it got shut down, but I digress.
0: Yeah. I think what it is is just that like EA and Activision are like as much as maybe you don't like them. They're huge Titans in this industry. You know, it's, it's like hard to talk about video games without at least mentioning them once or twice, you know, like just in terms of what they do, what they sell, like call of duties and the everyday lingo at this point, Uh, you know, the battle battlefield series is pretty big, you know, like they've, Oh, and sports games. Can't can't forget about those sports games with the Madden and the NBA. You know, it's like they they produce a lot of games that are like in the current cultural zeitgeist. So it's kind of easy to have this bleak outlook and be like, huh, microtransactions suck. And you know, the mobile right. market doesn't help either. But at the same time, you kind of have to just look past all that shit and remember that Persona 5 came out this year. Yeah. The <laughs> Wolfenstein 2 came out this year. Mm, Super Mario Odyssey. came out this year. Neo, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Actually, did that have microtransactions? I don't think so, right? No. Horizon Zero Dawn,
1: yeah, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. I'm with you on that point, Robert, but also for each one of those, you have your Call of Duty World War IIs, which... You know, we are largely ignoring all this podcast just because no one on this podcast cares about that game. Right. Because it's not that good. <laughs> but listen, that game is triple dipping. That game is really egregious in the other direction, okay? When we're talking about the evil. So, what I mean is it's a $60 game with a $50 <laughs> season pass. Yep. And then microtransactions on top of that on Normandy Beach. <laughs> you know, drop, <laughs> drop. A loot box on the corpses of your dead soldiers you know like what what is this shit like yeah they're, they're triple dipping all the worst ways matt damon I mean, from saving private ryan would be appalled if a game is free to play and if they have an option not a mandatory anything like that where you can buy cosmetic items just so you look a certain way i don't have necessarily personally a, a big problem with that but when a game is triple dipping like like a uh, call of duty five is there's huge problems there, and that's the model now. That's what that's what Activision and EA and Ubisoft are going to continue to do. I don't know if there's. I haven't heard much news about uh, Assassin's Creed Origins having any real big transaction. I'm sure there's something in there, but there, it has. Yeah, been, there's got to be something. Yeah, but it no, hasn't I haven't been heard any news. You know, to that exemplary. extent. But it's just it's just really bad. And then getting to get into the point where, if you remember the Battlefield Two beta, everyone started raising a big fuss about their uh, pay to win scheme. To the point where they are taking out of the game or they're augmenting it. Uh, the final results are remain to be seen. But you know, it's it's a dangerous path. I, do I think that single player narratives are going anywhere anytime soon? Absolutely not. You know, I don't think I think it's way too early to assume that. But it, again, you know the, the companies are going to go where the money is. They have to keep the lights on. They have a lot of payroll uh, to you know come up with every month. So I understand that part. But but I think the the more you try and milk like your your fan base, I think you're just going to eventually wear them down, right? And it, people yeah, are going to end. Yeah. The worst case scenario is people are just going to end up playing less and less games. They're going to play one game, you know, like a hundred, five hundred hours a year rather than. Uh, 10 games 50 hours a year you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, right it, right yeah and,
2: and i and i think that you know the overall morale of the gaming industry right now that we're looking at right it's been pretty negative the, the past month right um and i think that it just comes back to the classic idea of you know when you have a negative event or a series of negative events it kind of overshadows all the positive events i mean I mean, on top of all those other games we already mentioned, we also got a freaking Mario and Zelda that came out this year that are two of the year. most incredible games, In like that year. have been probably arguably ever created. So <laughs> it's, I mean, I, yeah, it's just the bad's getting worse and the good is getting better, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I totally get what you're saying, Jack. And but I really, I really am not a believer of the games as a service apocalypse.
1: To be fair,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just that there are Kind of getting a lot of attention. That might just be it. Right, but who knows?
1: We'll uh, see in a year or two, right? Yeah. Like if every yeah. like if every uh, AAA. Title, you know, every thirty percent of them, whatever, like that. We'll we'll find out. You know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into my looking
2: glass here into the future and see that like the the land is barren. There's nothing but people playing games as a service. There's no there's no such thing as physical copies of games anymore.
1: All (laughs) I'll say
0: (laughs) is just the day that Zelda, like the next Zelda game, gets like loot boxes. That's it. That. It's over, I, dude. I better
2: be rotting in the ground by the time that okay. happens. I'm it sorry, have but <laughs> loot boxes.
1: But if you buy that, like season pass or explore pass, whatever, you do get access to three different treasure boxes hidden around the world that you wouldn't otherwise have access to.
0: That's Just true. Saying. No, uh, and that's my true. Last,
1: but my last point with this, though, I want to say with this on the subject is that if you go back in time to 2014, um, Shadow of Mordor was a game that really surprised a lot of people, namely because of the nemesis system. Okay, and then we were saying, well, how many games are going to start copying this? How many games are going to take over this? And all the applications this could have like in games like Grand Theft Auto and Dark Souls, etc. Like this could be really awesome. This nemesis system hasn't happened. It's the nothing. only other game that has a nemesis system is Shadow of War. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel. But what did happen is instead of the nemesis system getting copied by other developers, Shadow of War is just copying this microtransaction apocalypse from other developers now not improving not to be the best move, not the most popular move uh, in the gaming community. And it's just a shame. And so I'll leave you with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I'm hoping in the future, maybe they'll kind of tone it back. Like, I think microtransactions are a little more justified in like games with a competition, but like in a solo game, like shadow of war, right? Like, are you serious? Are you for real? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Like you're yeah. literally marketing, play our game less, save yourself time, by spending more money. You know, it's like
1: Exactly. After when, you already bought this full price game.
0: Yeah, when did we get to the point where like, you know, musicians don't sell their album, but it's like if you pay an extra dollar, this track from the album gets erased. You just don't need to listen to it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's
1: and the fact that silly. at the end game portion of Shadow Force of where it really starts quote unquote paying off to buy and spend money to save time, that just right there is showing they're trying to engender and enable the whales. Of, the, of, of their fan base, right? The people that have infinite funds, that don't care about it, that will spend $2,000 a month or a week for on on microtransactions, loot boxes and stuff. That's all that really points to. And that's what they're going for. And it's very blatant, and it's very transparent, and they're not fooling anybody.
2: Right. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about something, too, today, because uh, Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, were both published by WB Games, right? Warner Bros. And yep. uh, um, I realized that cd project red the witcher was published by wb games Mm. which which i I completely forgot about yes it was i was looking at the game case yeah it says wb games right on there right there on the case Hmm. um and so it got me thinking i was like i i really hope they don't try to pull this shit with cyberpunk when that comes out because if they like i don't know if i don't exactly know how it works between a developer and a publisher if they sign their lives away on some sort of contract I, i bet it is probably something like that to a degree um like kind of like a like a record deal or something for a band um but i i swear dude if they try to enact that something like that on cd project red who is like who's like the uh the pure one in the in the in the game developer world yeah they gave away so
1: much awesome dlc with the witcher 3 and and they're the poster yeah and and their season pass is only 25 dollars for like literally like dozens of hours more content they're the poster child as you were saying for how to do that right So I I think it's a little too early to get worried about cyberpunk. I hope it doesn't happen either. But at the same time, given CD Projekt Red's track record, I don't feel that I have any reason to worry yet until I hear otherwise. And this might mean something.
0: This is going to be a rabbit hole to jump into in a future time. But just going to throw this in there. Apparently Witcher 3 has like seven publishers. It's not just WB and it might be like a regional thing or something like bandai namco is one of the publishers spike chunsoft yeah so it's it might be there might be more to it than what we're thinking
2: maybe they did that on purpose
0: who knows but i think that's enough of uh being bleak about the industry we all love so so much i'm optimistic Uh, yeah i was trying to be optimistic i was trying (laughs) i was trying but uh let's start talking about news because a lot happened so BlizzCon, Blizzard Convention, that con-, that con where Blizzard's like, we're just gonna stroke our massive ego for the next couple days. So you have fun playing playing our games while we do this, you know. Um, happened again this year, and they announced new things for like all of their games except Diablo Three. Which is fine. Diablo got mm. a Necromancer update earlier. Um, that no one cares mm. about. No, absolutely. I haven't even bought it because I don't give a shit. <laughs> no. No. Dude, I, I don't think I've played Diablo since 2012, to be like, honest with you. Like, if they released like Reaper of Souls 2, Electric Boogaloo, I might buy that,
1: but... Colin, they, if you haven't played since the year it came out, I will say it has gotten much better. It's a much different game now. It that's was what be I've worth heard. going back. That's what i
2: I'm just afraid yeah. to fall down that hole again because when I was in Ooh. Diablo three, I was on some shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. when, when yeah. you pick
0: it up again, you will fall into a hole. Can confirm. Yeah, uh, it is
1: a liquid crack in all forms.
0: But that's like every Blizzard game, right? Like once you start Pretty playing much. it and you get into it, you're in it. Uh, they get their so, hooks in you. Yeah. So let's see. This is probably the biggest news pertaining to us on this podcast. uh Overwatch got a new hero, Moira, a, a new map. Blizzard World and nice. a new animated short called Honor and Glory featuring uh, Reinhardt. Nice. Sweet, sweet and crusader. I forgot
1: to watch it, so I haven't seen it yet. Oh, beautiful. Colin, have <laughs> I, you seen it? Have you seen it? Uh what PUBG What What? Uh, uh beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. You're not, you're not
2: you're not playing PUBG, you like. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying it. You check that box off for today. Oh, hey, that's true. Um, (laughs) So, okay.
0: I guess we won't talk about the animated short, but go watch it. It's good. And if you, the viewer, have seen it,
1: so good. Like, isn't he a dashing young rogue, right? Man. Anyway. Every uh, single one of their animated shorts are like 10 out of 10 to me. So I really need to go watch it. Yeah. It's a priority. Every time I see a new one, I'm just like, why isn't there an Overwatch movie
0: or an Overwatch anime, Overwatch TV show? I'd watch. Dude, if that. they
2: just honestly, if they just took these shorts or all these shorts they are coming out with, slap them together in like a, a short compilation, like film, and then showed it for a limited time in theaters. You know how many how much money Blizzard would make in one mm, weekend? Probably I wonder not. though, if people would
1: see something, yeah, that they could see for free on the internet. I kind of yeah. doubt that. <laughs> but like, I'm dude. wondering because these these anime shorts are not cheap. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be a cost center to Blizzard, not necessarily a profit center. You know, like they yeah. spent a lot of money resources on this. And are they really translating to game sales? I don't think so. I think they're more for the people that already own the game. If I had to guess, it's just
0: that they're making so much moolah off of loot boxes that they're kind of like, well, we need something else to throw money at. To stay, Let's do this. well, just to
1: stay in the news loop, too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Because you know? um, I mean, it's good but PR. If, but I,
1: I agree with you, though, that if they did take these resources and make a full-length movie, not so much like World of Warcraft, but, you know, Mm. like something a little bit better. Like, that's the problem, right? The death of World of Warcraft in theaters is going to scare video game publishers. They're like, well, fuck, if that game can't make it, then what hope does, you know, uh, uh, Jewel Jam 1997 Uh, Part 3 have as a movie? Deep pull, my man. (laughs) Um, Okay, but so... Is there a game called Jewel Jam? I just made that up. I don't
0: know, but it sounds like (laughs) a prequel to be Jeweled. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so let's probably not talk too much about the shorts If you guys haven't seen the newest one But sure. the new hero, Moira Look, I haven't booted up Overwatch seriously in like months But Moira's
1: mm. changing my mind She looks cool She looks really fun She's a, she's a wizard She's a healer slash DPS wizard It's it's strange With she, teleport skills Yeah, she's, and she's like a redhead.
0: Zenyatta Yeah, it's,
1: it's it's a weird way to play But I'm interested to see how it changes the game If she enters the meta Yeah, I I like how she has pointy things on her fingers.
0: They're called fingers, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I never, I didn't even notice. Uh, No, what I've heard is right, she's on the PTR right now, if you wanted to play her. Oh,
1: snap, really?
0: Yeah. um, I don't know what I'm doing tonight now. I've heard that she's a little, feels a little bit underpowered, maybe um i think it probably might take a while for people to like play her enough to figure out her niche but like her ult sounds so cool it's just a Mm -hmm. a kamehameha wave that heals her teammates and damages enemies (laughs) so like no matter who or what you're
1: hitting you're helping you're doing something good yeah yeah which is point the stupid stick at something and something good will happen
0: yeah it's, I don't know, it it seems pretty interesting, and I love her orbs, and also her reveal trailer when she kills a Hanzo with her orb and just says, simple geometry. I fucking love that. That was so good. <laughs> it's it's going to be, be interesting. Geometry. It's going to be That's
1: interesting. See, yeah. and, and, you know, talking about Overwatch a little bit now, I don't know if you haven't played in a while, like, it's really sad kind of uh, days now, because uh what's her name mercy is so overpowered dude yeah i've heard if the other team has her, and every team has mercy now you it's an absolute crucial part of the team you have to have mercy you have to kill mercy first too or else you're just totally boned yeah i i mean
0: i'll admit like when i saw the mercy update i was kind of interested but not enough to actually boot up the game and play it that much um I don't know. There'll probably be something else I check out once the Moira thing like really drops
1: on live. Yeah. Uh, the Mercy buff uh, had huge implications in the World Cup that took place during BlizzCon as well. South Korea sure. won. Big surprise to nobody. Uh, yeah. Congrats, South Korea. But
0: dang. Like, I mean, while you mentioned South Korea, can we talk about how over the weekend Korea won five major tournaments, like esports yeah. tournaments? like five in two days man yeah five world championships (laughs) well not world championships per se um but But like major competitions yeah so like at blizzcon they had a competition for overwatch hearthstone uh heroes of the storm and there's something else that i'm forgetting right now weren't those events so considered world championships i know the world cup of overwatch was Yeah, the World Cup of Overwatch is very considerable. Um, StarCraft 2. How could I forget StarCraft 2? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the StarCraft 2 World Championship was also during BlizzCon, and then they had Heroes of the Storm Grand Finals, and then a Hearthstone Invitational. So not necessarily World Cup or anything, but Koreans also won that. And then, this isn't Blizzard, but... Korea also won the League of Legends World Cup this year.
1: Jeez. Yeah. In the same Um, weekend?
0: Same weekend. Like around the same time. And granted, for League of Legends, the last two teams were Korean, so like no matter what, a Korean team was gonna win. And I'm pretty sure a Korean team (laughs) has won almost every League of Legends World Cup.
1: Wow. But Well, going back real quick to StarCraft, uh, it used to be tongue in cheek that Starcraft was the official sport, the national sport of South Korea. It's not so much a joke anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's now. No, seriously. Like they like football, soccer, right? In America. And they like Starcraft too. And mm-hmm. that's really, that's in and, and baseball. Those are like really the only sports to get any play uh, in yeah. South Korea. So
0: yeah, I can confirm from living there. It's hard to get away from Starcraft. Even if you don't care.
1: It's on TV you like 24 seven. Yes. No, it wow. actually,
0: there is a legit channel dedicated to just people casting Starcraft yep it's real wow it's incredible stuff and this (laughs) is like back in the early 2000s too so like back when esports was barely really a thing like as much as it is now Mm um yeah uh and then also going back to overwatch that new map it looks really cool it looks great for like people who've been longtime fans of blizzard like it's definitely a blizzard fan service map because you know it's like a theme park full of you know hearthstone stuff and world of warcraft stuff and you know diablo 3 stuff you know it's just a giant theme park full of everything you could want from a blizzard
1: is that on ptr2
0: i think so oh i need to go yeah uh let's see what else came out of blizzcon so starcraft 2 is going to be free to play now november
1: 14th it's going to be free to play so that's fun and if you own Um, starcraft 2 already which i already do they'll give you heart of the swarm uh free instead which I already own that as well. The one I don't own, the third one, the Enter the Void, or I can't remember what it's called. I don't the Void. It's the Protoss. Oh, campaign. I know what you're anyway, talking about. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I don't have that one. They're not going to give that one to, for free to anybody. So Aww. I'm boned. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Well, for, for people who don't own StarCraft
0: two like me, I'll be getting it for free. Woo! It's a fun uh, game. Yeah. A no, I've game. heard it's a great game. If you're like, I mean, of course, it's like one of the kings of RTS, right? It's the best StarCraft game. Yeah. Easily. Uh, let's see. World of Warcraft is getting two pretty big updates. One, there's a whole new expansion pack, Battle for Azeroth. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I did don't really play much WoW, but I've heard this expansion is going to bring back the idea of like depending on what faction you're on, like there's a lot of different objectives for like who you're supporting, whether you support the Horde or the Alliance. So that's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then WoW is getting what Blizzard's calling classic servers uh in a interview um, with like in an interview with Eurogamer i think uh they said that soon tm essentially they have no idea when it's going to be coming out um they don't really have that many details on it cuz i think there's a lot to consider when it goes like going all the way back to like 10 years ago what
2: was wow like right i i think um i mean wasn't classic servers already a kind of a thing, though? Because I, I remember hearing from some people that... Yeah, yeah, like, unofficially. Yeah, unofficially, right. Fan that's made. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, because I remember people telling me, like, oh, yeah, there's vanilla WoW servers, and you can play, like, old school WoW. You like, got, oh, it's a huge okay. workaround,
1: though. It's like a, you got to want it bad to get into those. Gotcha. You have to be on a VPN and all this. And
0: Blizzard gotcha. actually reached out to the people who have worked on those fan-made vanilla mods, those vanilla servers, and they're, like, working with them to bring back whatever classic servers
2: is going to mean oh wow gg blizzard
1: yeah this is the one and only thing that blizzard could have done to potentially get me back into world of warcraft because this is back when i played it i played it during uh what the frozen throne like the first three or no the death
0: knights come on did you play it before cataclysm
1: oh you, yes you the one before cataclysm wrath of the Rathaloo? lich king thank you the, that was the last one that yeah. i played so I, was, I still have like a capped 85 characters on some server somewhere wow uh and one thing about uh uh world of warcraft man is that it just got it it's hooks into me so much it's well documented on the show like how addicted i was to it so but this is it man if i can go back and play the world the way i remember it like i'm like oh this is the one thing I, where i would definitely try it at least for maybe a month so i am very interested in this and maybe uh maybe robert you should uh hook up on that too we'll see <laughs> really i don't know no, i mean i don't have the time it's of my better life with a friend that. i believe I,
0: yeah. it i don't know i I'm I'm still unsure what exactly classic servers are going to mean, right? Like, there there's a general idea of yeah, they're bringing it back to what it was like before Cataclysm, but are they going to like downgrade? It's like,
2: all,
0: the, it's like are gonna they going to downgrade yeah. the graphics? You know, like mm-hmm. what systems are they keeping? What systems are they not? Like, is it literally going to be exactly what it was like when you played it like seven eight years oh, ago, Jack? Or
1: that would be so awesome. That's how you know? I want it to be.
2: See, right. I thought it was the the based on the trailer. Anyway, it looked like they were going to go all the way back f- from like before Burning Crusade, even like yes. they're going to go like absolute vanilla. Wow. First World of Warcraft. Oh, sign wow. up. right.
1: Because that world doesn't exist right now. If you want to play it in official capacity, it's it true. just doesn't. Ha- it's not there anymore. A lot of activities, a lot of quests, a lot of- some characters, a lot of um, areas in the world were forever changed after that. So to f- it's a kind of turn back the clock on the apocalypse, so to speak, is very intriguing to me i don't know i'm excited
0: if i'm gonna be getting into an mmo i think the first one to get into right now is a subscription-based one it would probably be final fantasy 14 because i played a lot of that trial version and it's like pretty fun oh you mean dad of light okay (laughs) yo that show though watching Eh, it's (laughs) so good it's so great it's perfect you're still watching it i finished it are you kidding me it's only like eight episodes it's real short it's really short that's funny um so yeah, I think that wraps up all of our BlizzCon news. Uh I mean I know there's a Hearthstone expansion coming out, but like I don't have thousands of dollars to throw at Hearthstone booster packs, so I just don't follow that. I don't believe you two really paid much attention to Hearthstone either. No. No let's yeah. uh rapid fire the rest of the news. Yeah, sounds good. So Xbox One X, that has come out, I believe. November. Yeah. Did you hear that?
1: Do you hear that? Shh. listen. That's the sound of Xbox One X coming out <laughs> crickets <laughs> no one cares yeah i don't care i'm not buying yeah. it's 500 dollars. who's this for who is this for the people that want you know to to have the best most powerful vapor chambers ever you know cooling their their console in 4k i like, mean it, who it who is that 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 doesn't play on pc already because that's where the actual You know, that's where the actual power is. That's where four K gaming exists in sixty frames a second now.
0: But hey, you can you can get all the good launch titles for Xbox One X, like Crackdown
1: Three. All those great ones. All Uh, the great ones. Yeah. The sad thing (laughs) about it too, guys, now that it's out, is that they're finding like, oh, wait a second. A lot of these games, if you want to play them at four K, they can only run at thirty frames a second, not sixty. Which I thought that was like a major, major bullet point. Like the keystone of this entire project was To my understanding, 4K, 60 frames a second, and if you can't hit that with fucking Assassin's Creed, like why would I pay five hundred dollars? You know what I mean? Like I'm getting sassy about it, but damn it, like it's a lot of money for a console, for just a box and a controller. It is a lot of money, but I'll 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 be the one to play devil's advocate here. Oh,
2: let's go. Um, so, and I and I agree with like most of what you guys are saying. However. It is a fact that if you were to build a PC with the same exact specs as this Xbox One X, which they've actually done, you're going to pay about $100 to $200 more than this what this Xbox costs. And there's no way you're going to get the performance of playing even dynamic 4K out of a $500 to $600 PC. There's just no way. It's not going to happen. So to be fair, you're getting, even though I do agree it's expensive for a console, period, you are getting bang for your buck performance wise. And I mean, granted, you're going to be playing third party titles. But what I have heard, and I was actually watching this, it was a review tech USA. Uh, dude was saying that the graphics, uh, most notably on Shadow of War, are very, very noticeably better than, say, like the PS4 Pro version, like night and day difference. So, in terms of the console wars, And beyond that, I mean, it could I mean, that's the big selling point It's just the graphical performance of this console.
1: I totally agree with you. So it is easily the most powerful console ever made as of today. Mm -hmm. When Sony answers back, we'll see what happens. But right now, if you want the best power, you know, that you can put in a box and just plug and play then this is this is it my but the issue remains it's always been there with this console is what are you going to play on it because all the games i want to play my friend are on switch or on ps4 and are on pc and all the games that are on xbox one the first party ones anyways are all on pc and 99 Mm percent of the third party games are on pc you know so if you have a pc if you have a switch and if you have a ps4 or ps pro whatever you can literally play play everything that comes out right yeah That's true. So it's just like I'm just wondering, like if this thing, like that, was the one selling point for me. Like, okay, if I get a 4K TV, because I'm definitely in the market for one. Like here in the next maybe you know eight months or so, six to eight months. I would say, well, yeah, I should probably get an Xbox One X because now I'll get to enjoy all the 4K glory, 60 frames a second. But if it can't hit that, if they're making you choose, even with all this power, vapor chambers, et cetera, $500 price tag, if you can't hit games consistently, 4K at 60 frames a second, then I don't know what I'm paying for. You know what I mean? Like a lot of games like Gears of War 4, they make you choose between do you want frame rate or do you want resolution? You can't have both. And it's like, and a lot of games are like that. And it's just like really shocking and surprising because I thought that was the whole, like, horse, uh, the whole carriage that this horse was pulling was 4K or 60 frames a second. So I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, you're right. And it's, and it is, it's, and
2: it's an expensive console. It's an expensive console. But, um, I mean, at the same time, it is an argument of, like, who is it for, right? Because it's it's a very niche thing. It's like you're going to have to do, like, some sort of trade-off. It's the same idea as the PS4 Pro, but it's more powerful, and it's the people that don't necessarily want to go to the PC route. So it's a very specific group of people that they're aiming for. Yeah, I, but,
1: rem- I remember those days.
2: But, yeah, but, like, the... I mean, you can't deny the, you know, the amount of bang for your buck that you get, you know, because if you want some sort of set top box, you know, to play in your living room per se, and you don't want to, you know, build a whole PC and put it out there and deal with all that, then this is a good option to have, I would say, especially since it includes a, a U, you know a UHD Blu-ray player. Let me ask it you, does th- have an,
1: let, you know? let, let me ask you this real quick. So in four years, correct me if I'm wrong, but in four years, Microsoft has put out three different consoles. Okay. You have the Xbox One, the Xbox <laughs> One S Terrible mm-hmm. name, by the way, to name this one the Xbox One X. Now, how many grandparents yes, are gonna or grandkids are gonna be, uh, you know, disappointed when they open up their Xbox One S for the Christmas? They're like, no, right. grandma, I said oh, that it's gonna X, happen, ah. it's gonna like, happen. Oh, this one was only half the price. It's okay.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, I got it on sale. No, grandma.
1: So you know that's definitely gonna happen. I can't wait for those videos on YouTube to get published. But does it make sense for the most loyal Microsoft fanboys out there to buy? three consoles totaling what like roughly a thousand, thousand. over a thousand dollars over a thousand dollars like be like 1300 dollars in four years like my friend you should have just bought a pc at that point you know what yeah. i mean even one even one that's like pre-made already you know so ooh, it's a hard ask for the hardest core xbox fans to spend yeah. another 500 dollars for no games by the way that are out this year look i'll besides well, four is a seven i guess
0: yeah so the way i see it is like this is the argument I've always said about justifying why I own a PS4. When I was in the market, like, back in, what, 2014 or so, right, to, like, buy a PS4 or, like, an Xbox One, the thing that lured me to the PS4 was knowing that, like, all these cool exclusives are on the horizon. And that's yeah. still true to this day. You know, yeah. like, I can only play Spider-Man on the PS4. I can't play it on the Xbox One X. Yeah. And, I, I again, that's just where microsoft's issue lies yeah. unfortunately yeah maybe yeah, this is games. not really
1: oh go ahead Colin, you're gonna say
2: no yeah i was just gonna say that's what it ultimately comes down to is is right. the games which it makes the group of people that this xbox one x is aiming for even more niche and it's just i don't know it, i don't i don't know we're just at a very weird place in the console market right now aren't we but like yes. we're just it's yeah. just a really weird place because i mean for all we know we could be getting a ps5 in
1: the next two to three years yeah absolutely this is the end of a normal kind of console cycle that we've come to know and now it's going to be iterative and i can't imagine one of these major uh publishers or one of these major developers to release a uh, platform holders platform holders dang i can't talk to release a console in the future that is not backwards compatible anymore like that those are days of the past now i just can't imagine that happening yeah for sure Mm.
0: whether it's like via digital or like you can literally pop in your ps3 disc or something like that you know
1: god that would be great but the the bow on this cake right here is that if xbox one had the xbox one x had the console exclusive games to back up this power then we wouldn't be having this discussion anymore right now oh yeah we'd be talking like oh man how am i going to save up the money to get one all these badass games are out now it's the only place i can play them but that's not the case yeah software
0: is what drives it for me uh so let's start talk, let's stop talking about the two console titans let's talk about a third console titan here so nintendo launched a direct yesterday all about xenoblade chronicles dose
1: i'm torn because i want to know but i don't want to know because i think i just want to get the game but yeah i kind of want to know if it's any good so the direct did make me
0: want the game more More so Mm. than I've ever wanted it, probably. really, Uh, It's probably turned me into like maybe a day one customer, maybe.
2: Really? Going as far as day one? I was planning on getting a day one myself, actually, but
1: I was too. Digital.
0: So the thing with this direct, do you remember back in September when they had that direct and like our response to the Xenoblade part was like, that's cool but like wow that's a lot of information like yeah, why like, would you tell to us the next that?
1: game yeah it was like droning on i was like you are unselling me this game move on to the next thing and yeah they just kept going on, and on and on that was 16 minutes of this that's what this direct was just 16 minutes
0: of like here's the name of every character in the game i'm like excuse uh, me don't give and their me lineage that
1: lineage and their hometown and their birthday well, it, and their it, astrological it was just, sign. it
0: was just names it was like basically you know a Quick cuts of like each character Saying something like motivational Or like why I'm doing this or whatever And then they had a lot of like This is what it's like to run around and explore the world And this is what you can find in the world And then this is what it's like to be in combat And this is how you unleash fusion combos And then mega combos And then Uh, super fusion mega combos And like uh, it's like cool hmm. So now I know how to play a game that I don't own yet So Uh, that's for for another month Yeah. Let me ask you
1: I have two questions Hmm. And that's all I need to know is this a role-playing game of the Japanese variety? I Yeah. <laughs> yes. 100%. Okay. Yes. Okay.
2: Monolith Soft is a Japanese developer.
1: Question number two. Is this directly, would you say that it borrows heavily or is exactly the same as Xenoblade Chronicles? One. No. Uh, I'm a little combat, The combat system, I should say. Okay,
0: so what I'm seeing, keep in mind, I only played like maybe three hours of Xenoblade Chronicles because I played it on the 3DS and I was like, this is mm. garbage. Um, what? Not not the game, but like playing it on a 3DS <laughs> oh. was garbage, like literally oh, 15 frames a second. Uh, oh, you didn't
1: have the new 3DS or did you?
0: No, I did. It just... Oh, yeah, I thought it was, was better on that one. Oh no, it was bad.
1: Oh, anyway... Man.
0: I also i just didn't kind of like that system where it's like scroll through your abilities one at a time by using the d-pad i felt like that was a little clunky and like bad uh in this game what it is is your character can equip three blades like if you guys remember pyra from the trailer she's a blade and there are like others like her so it's kind of like a pokemon system in a way so you equip three blades who each have three abilities and you can switch between those three blades on the fly in the middle of combat and then your face buttons are mapped to their abilities. So, like, you can auto attack someone and then, like, you can press B to, like, unleash an ability or Y to unleash another ability. So instead of, like, scrolling through your abilities one at a time, it's, like, more immediate.
1: Is the screen, like, absolutely inundated with, like, data and overlays and meters just like Xenoblade Chronicles X was? You yeah. look like you have, like, an Excel spreadsheet on every corner of your screen as you're playing the game? Kind of yeah, uh,
2: yeah. I, uh, I mean, I I kind of knew know what I'm getting into with this game, so I'm pretty open to like, basically relearning how the game plays. Um, but I do I will say it's it's very intimidating walking into just about any game, and you have a very very cluttered interface. Yes, y- you know what I mean. It, oh, it's, yeah. but I I kind of have a theory, and I mean you guys you guys can call bullshit on me, but. Here's my theory and why I think that they're going so in-depth with this game is because I think... I mean, they're just trying... I mean, I, okay, this obvious statement is probably obvious, but they're trying really hard to push this game. What? Right? <laughs> what so you So, saying? like... So like and, and that... I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to almost do a service for JRPGs as a genre because jrpgs haven't really been crazy mainstream since final
1: fantasy 7
0: yeah Yeah, making it more complex is not gonna
1: make it more mainstream my main worry here is that xenoblade oh gosh the first one xenoblade Chronicles, chronicles right that was the magic one that was the one that was really great for me and like really captured my imagination really made me think wow this is like a treasure of a game xenoblade chronicles x not so much they upped the the intensity the complexity and they kind of scaled it back on the story and that's not what i'm looking for and i'm not looking for a game where you have to play 90 hours before you can even get in your mech which is what that game is like that's crazy to me yeah this is more
0: a sequel to xenoblade 1 than x if that
1: helps oh well you're saying the things i need to hear that's exactly what i'm worried about okay so if this is more in line with the first game then then my interest is still intact okay good
2: right so what i was getting at though is i think I, I, and I'm trying I'm trying to play... I'm trying to be Nintendo right now. I'm trying, I'm trying to think in their mindset. I'm, I'm thinking that what they're going for is they're trying to give a decent amount of information about this game to help people understand exactly what it is. Maybe applying to like younger people that are kind of intimidated by these guys, kinds of games or maybe they don't have much experience with these kind of games. Because the younger generation, I would assume, especially the younger kids that are playing lots of Madden and Call of Duty or whatever... Or even the kids that are like younger Nintendo kids that are into Mario and things like that, but are ready to jump into something a little bit more complicated. Maybe, you know, this is a good them telling people like, hey, this is how this game works. And, you know, we want to kind of warm you up to this game and get you interested. Yeah. And maybe get more people you yeah, know, into it, this genre. It's for
1: new players because I think the fans of the series already are on board so i definitely agree with you it's for, right it's yeah, for people that are new to the series new to the genre. exactly yeah.
0: as someone who didn't play much of xenoblade as well but i've played a hell of jrpgs like watching that for me it was like really easy to pick up the systems and get like oh what's i get it i get what's going on i like i'll admit yeah if i were to buy the game and i jump right into it i would feel no hesitation to like understand the systems probably which i guess is a good thing but hmm. The average consumer is not going to watch a 16-minute advertisement.
1: No, but... but so No, it's, it's definitely for enthusiasts. It's yes. important to note, though, that all things considered, this is probably the best chance that this series entire series has at some form of financial success with the switch market uh, being as hot as it is right now and you know it's going to get that push on the on the e-shop but if you think back you had to like special pre-order the first game at gamestop only to get it and then it was like rare as shit and it took forever for them to put it out uh, in digital form um but so that was a very um, small market, and then they released what the sequel on Wii U, like in the throw in the death throws when the console was basically out the door. And no one gave a shit about it anymore. So now this is the time where the series can actually like get hot, and we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm excited to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be, I mean, it'll be a great JRPG to have on Switch, probably, and yeah. it'll probably be and one I'm of re- the
2: biggest ones to play. And I'm really um, ha- sad the special edition is sold out right now. I, I want to get the UK
1: one, but. We'll see. Dude, no, set yourself free. Uh, get the digital version. Call yeah, I'm,
2: day. I'm getting the digital version probably.
1: <laughs> uh, it, no, pain, no, it pains me. I tell. I'm Colin, at least, gonna, he, uh, he I'm at least
0: that
2: gonna get. I'm at least gonna get the standard copy. Sorry. Oh, but I Collect-
0: could. I could get the
1: physical edition to lick another s- cartridge. You're gonna. Have, it's gonna Ay, come with like but, two cartridges in the box to fit all those cinemas. I can't wait. You have um, to switch cartridges. SD card required (laughs) so this
0: is probably the last little bit of news it's very short very quick but Dragon Ball Fighter Z or fighters I'm not really sure how you pronounce I don't think anyone is I've Um, heard it pronounced both ways exactly uh it got a new trailer that shows that it has a story mode and I'll be honest up to this point I hadn't even considered that that game would have a story mode but
2: holy shit am I hype for it now dude yeah I saw that story trailer. I was like yes all my yes just take take my money just take it just take it and leave okay bye i'm gonna go play this game now yeah i know uh jack isn't much of a dragon ball fan
0: here and he probably thinks we're a bunch mm-hmm. of nerds who have shit taste
1: oh, sorry. Yeah. great sorry, sorry. bunch of
0: Perfect. fucking weeaboos um oh. but no i was i thought what might happen is they just do what every dragon ball game does it's like now you fight vegeta and then you fight frieza and here's cell and here's what happened in the boo arc you know just like basically retelling the whole story but right. uh, it's looking like it's going to be something very different And very cool and very fun
2: Right, it's it's kind of following the uh, the trend of
1: Xenoverse Where they're going to come up with a complete original story Which is awesome yeah. you know, um, Sorry to throw a wrench in the works here But every time you say Fujita I think of like a Choco Taco Dessert at Taco Bell or something like that That's what it sounds like it is.
0: Hi, Can I have a, a f- deluxe like Fujita <laughs>
1: please Oh, fajita. I would love fajita. The, 90, yeah, the 99 cent Fujita Please, thank you yeah, Can remember. I have a Fujita yeah. <laughs> Yo, so, um, whoa, yeah, th- I mean, that's this more just than looks
2: dollar, like, <laughs> dude, the more I see about this game, though, the more I'm sold on it, especially now that uh after hearing Sean Shemmel and Chris Sabat, you know, the voices of Goku and Vegeta talk about it and how hyped they are for it because they've seen, you know, the game, they've worked with the game. Um And it's just it's so cool that we're in a time where we get to play a game like this, basically, you know. We, Wishes do come true, is, I, I guess is what I'm
1: getting at. Yeah, you know,
2: it only took 30 years. <laughs> it only took 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I, I,
1: I might be trolling a little bit with this question, but it is sort of a serious question at the same time. Is there any overlap between the Dragon Ball Z community and the Brony community?
2: <laughs>
1: Tell the yeah. truth. Tell the uh, truth. I'm Maybe to a degree, but...
0: Yeah, to a degree, in the same way that there's probably mm. an overlap between Taco Bell consumers
2: and Knicks fans.
1: So okay, whatever, <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Robert, okay. while we're while we're on the the uh, topic of Dragon Ball, uh-uh. I have to tell you a fun fact that I learned after oh, watching this interview with Chris Savage okay. on GBZ. Okay. Okay. It's really it's very very quick. Say it. Um. So, do you remember in Dragon Ball Z when Vegeta, after he comes to Earth, right? He's hanging out on Earth, and he like is staying with Bulma, but it's like before they're technically a a thing sure. before they're shipped. Sure, sure. So, do you know when they're kind of like all hanging out and uh, they're getting ready to like train or whatever? And Vegeta's wearing the pink shirt with the yellow pants. Yeah, this is not quick, by the way. But <laughs> okay, go on. So, think about it. Fast forward forty who's seconds, it? everybody. Yeah who who is who's the only who's the only other person that stayed at Bulma's house before this Yamcha? So, whose clothes do you think
1: those are? Ah, cute okay <laughs> Fun. i don't get it at all and we lost our whole audience okay there thank you for three people still on our show we appreciate you very hey much. there are more dragon ball fans than three people there are four uh, dude. Uh, dragon ball Z is two only of them yeah. are hosting the show that's it's the problem. true so damn it it's the biggest
0: anime of all time nah, maybe uh let's we're done we're done with the news we're done let's move on to our question of the week and i'm gonna throw it over to jack who has some weird fun little game that he hasn't told us about that i'm very scared for
1: gentlemen are you ready to play this game i have ready as i'll never be okay it's time to play the game so throughout history in video game consoles and also in the movie industry industry and uh Interestingly enough, when there's a big project that people don't want the public to know about yet, they oftentimes give it a code name. Star Wars, the original, was uh, called Blue Harvest. Uh, okay. Matrix Reloaded, uh, the, set, the sequel to The Matrix, was The Burly Man. Uh, and then video consoles as well have been given code names. So we are going to test and expose your knowledge of video game console code name history, gentlemen. Ooh, and I have is, I okay, do not I like, like this. this. And I have ten I like code names that I will say in a sequential order, and you're gonna write down what console was is correlated to this code name. Do you understand the rules? Yep. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Number one Project Natal. I can repeat it and I can spell it for you. But that's all I'm going to say. Project Natal. This is video game hardware. Yep. Tell me when you're ready to go. Ready? Yep. Okay. Number two. The Katana. Sure. Okay. Okay. Number three. And you got your answers written down, Colin? Yes. Yes. Okay. Number three. This one I did not know until today. The Nitro. Man, maybe I know less of these than
2: I thought. Shit. Hardware? (laughs) That's
1: all of these are hardware? This is hardware. Okay. Meaning it can be anything video game hardware related. Okay? Anything. This is the Nitro. Tell me when you're ready to go. Yep. And you're not Googling this, right? Nope. No. Okay. This one here, I knew, but I forgot until today as well. The NGP. NGP. And I'll give you a hint because you both look lost. It stands for next generation portable. Yep. Yep. Okay. Number five. Stella. Huh.
0: Huh.
1: Tell me when you're ready. Yep. You don't look like you're doing a lot of writing over there, Colin. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm thinking. Okay. Are you with are you are you caught up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's Stella. Number six, Revolution. Yep. Okay.
2: Damn. Okay.
1: If Robert gets this and you don't get this, Con I'll be surprised on number uh, seven. Yeah, I, I feel like Robert has me beat right now. Okay, number seven. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, Durango. Excuse, like D U R A N G O. D U
0: R A N G O. D-U-R-A-N-G-O. Durango. God, that's oh, not like man. a car model?
1: Come on, guys, Durango. You are gonna kick yourselves. You don't get this. Not, not to be confused with Rango, that uh, Gecko Johnny Depp movie. Beautiful. Which, which I saw in theaters, which is a good movie. All right. All right. Number eight, Dural. Spell it. Dural. D-U-R-A-L. Delta, uh-huh. uniform, Romeo, Alpha, Lima.
2: Uh-huh. Wow. Dural. <laughs> That's so Dural.
1: I will tell you totally, you know, at the end of this, I'll tell you the ones I knew and the ones I didn't know. Um. Okay. Orbis. <sighs> <laughs> Keep in mind this can st- this can span uh, history from last week all the way to thirty years ago, right? Yep. Okay. And then finally, number ten, Project Reality. Which console was codenamed, or not? Which video game hardware was? Codenamed Project Reality, gentlemen.
2: Yeah, yep, yep. I did bad. Cool.
1: Yep. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Alright. We're keeping score now. Keep your own scores here. Oh, dumb. Okay. Okay. Number and one. We're gonna see and we're gonna expose you oh, God. on a podcast. <laughs> okay. So number one, Project Natal. What did you put, Robert? <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> Xbox? Okay. What did you put, Colin? Xbox Connect. Xbox Connect is the correct answer. You were so close. Cool. Yep, you were so close. Project Milo, anyone? Project Natal was the Connect. Okay, uh, number two, Katana. Uh, go ahead, calling you first. Uh, man, this is just a guess. The Nvidia, the Nvidia Shield. What, I you? put down the Saturn. Oh, Katana is the Saturn. What? Wow. But there what? is some <laughs> yes. What? But, but there is some contention. I that thought... I would have accepted uh another Sega console as well. What? But there is contention between code words there. So Okay, look, that's can I just answer?
0: Can I just say that there's one code word you say later on where I was like, "Oh no, this one's probably the Saturn." <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> Wait, was it weren't they going to name it us uh, the Sega Jupiter or some shit? Uh let me see here. The Jupiter is that that would have been acceptable too. Like there's contention, yeah. right? There's fog in that era. So I would have accepted multiple for the purpose of this contest today, I'm accepting katana for Saturn. So okay. good job, you got a point, Robert. Number three. Okay, number three. The Nitro. What did you have, Robert? The Genesis. Okay, <laughs> Colin.
2: I put the 360. I don't know why. I don't. I don't feel like that's right.
1: No one got close. And you know what? I didn't know this either until today. This is the first one in the list I didn't know. That's in the N- Nintendo DS. Is the Nitro? Huh? Oh, never no heard shit. that in my life. Did you guys ever hear that before? Because I never heard. No. That. Nope. Yeah. Okay okay number four the ngp next generation portable but mainly the ngp what did you have colin
2: i put ds for this one so obviously
1: that's not right put the ds what did you put yeah. so
0: for me off the cuff i just wrote neon genesis p vangelion what um it's an yeah. anime that just okay. you just said ngp but then i thought about it psp so close
1: the vita guys Oh, the that's vita so stupid. was oh, the ngp my God.
2: i i knew i'd heard that one before and
1: i know it was definitely in like it was definitely in the news as the ngp for a year at least before the vita so i forgot all about that but but that's true so no one got that one nope okay so right now it's tied each one of you have one point each uh number 5 stella what did you have robert the playstation <laughs> <laughs> okay just through a shot in the dark there i can see yep colin um stella yes 2 nope i don't know you gotta go way back for this one guys atari 2600 no oh i remember
2: it. playing my
0: atari when i was younger
1: <laughs> was the stella okay and i never knew that one either all right revolution what did you have colin dream number six huh what'd you have tree
0: 60 Expo Xbox. Tree no, 16.
1: guys, the Revolution was the Wii. Project Revolution was the Wii. No points. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, like, and I remember it being called that because uh, I was at that E3 again in 2005. So I remember before the Wii name was released, they were calling it the Project Revolution. So, uh, Durango number seven. What did you have, Robert?
0: Yeah, no, shot in the dark here. PS2. Mm.
1: Okay. Good.
2: Oh, I. Durango, Durango, Durango. Durango. Uh, you have it. PS one, PS one.
1: No guys, it was the Xbox one. Very recent times. Durango was the Xbox that's one. That's where
2: I heard that. I don't even remember hearing that. I, I remember I that. I do remember I it as, remember as well. That. Yeah. I remember that as well. Cause I watched the initial, uh, the initial stream where they announced it. Yeah.
1: I, d- I left project Scorpio out of here cause that's just too easy. Right. right. Um, okay. So number eight, the Dural, what did you have, Robert? I
0: put the PS Vita for this one, so...
1: Okay. What are you calling? The Dural. PS2. No, it's the Dreamcast, guys. Dural is the last boss in Virtue Fighter 2, if you remember, if you ever played that game. No. That's a good fighting game. Uh, Since you're getting into fighting games now, Robert, you might want to check it out. But Dural is the Chrome uh, last final boss with the powers and moves of all the characters put together. All right. Uh, So... Number nine, we'll go to Colin. Orbis, what did you have? Uh,
2: The (laughs) TurboGrafx-16.
1: Solid guess. Solid guess. What about you, Robert?
0: This one is the one I also put Saturn on because Orbit.
1: Mm, Orbis was actually the PS4, believe it or not. yeah, I was was... close. No. No, you weren't. (laughs) 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 Okay. Number 10, and we'll go to Robert. Project Reality. What is the Project Reality? What is that coding for?
0: TC Vive. Oh,
1: jeez. Okay. <laughs> project Reality. Go ahead, Call. Virtual Boy. Okay, the answer is, uh, so both your answers make total sense, Project Reality, but the truth is so, so much more tragic and depressing. They actually had the fucking balls to call pro- the, the N64 Project Reality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow that's what
1: they were hoping to achieve with the n64 was reality
0: i remember so, when i played the n64 and i thought pikachu was right there in my living room
1: didn't the switch or didn't the um didn't they go snes and then virtual boy and then n64 isn't that what happened correct yeah correct that, so wow who what were they smoking there at nintendo trying to keep those cartridges alive i guess so, I uh, we are tied at 1 to 1. We both all of you guys suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey. I'm
0: not a video game collector in any way shape or form. This you is have like- an out.
2: You have an out. All the shame goes to Colin. No, yeah, it's more so on me. All dude, all I know is about the N64 that had a working title which was the Mega 64 because it was in uh it was in um Killer Instinct for the SNES. Like, uh this game will, you know, look for this game on the Mega 64. You the know. two,
1: the two that I never recognized, I never would have gotten right were the Nitro for the DS and Stella for Atari twenty six hundred. The other ones I were like deep in my memory. I don't know how I would have performed though. Someone just said the word and I had to write it down. But I at least have heard of those words before, so who knows? But you guys got one each, so that's uh, something. And mine was a wild fucking guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours is totally random. Yeah, yeah,
0: like I, like Katana to Sega Saturn. You don't make a connection there.
1: Yeah, so. So, yeah. And, and, no, and all nothing. the people screaming on the Internet now, I understand that also Jupiter was Sega Saturn. I also understand that sometimes Katano was referred to to the Dreamcast. So that's why, you know, it was a it was a broad thing there. And it's still somewhat. Yeah, disputed. I see. So I knew I knew about Jupiter. About I knew
2: about the Sega Jupiter. Come on. Cut me some slack. Yeah. And the Mega 64. Yeah. So
1: wow. so
0: wait, I guessed on one that could have had two right answers.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the, the only Dream, one I got The Dreamcast right. has a bunch. It has White Belt, Katana, Guppy, Black Belt, Shark, and Dural. Those are all something used at some point in time for Dreamcast in different wow. parts of the world. So that one had a bunch. Wow. Uh, but no, I am somewhat surprised at how much you guys sucked at that, but that's fine. <laughs> it was still fun. <laughs> I guess. Maybe it fun was for a good you. Time. But yeah. It It's a good
0: time. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so that should do it for us here on the Tiny Disc Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us on all of our social medias, you can do that by going to tinydisc.com and hitting all those social media buttons. Or if you want to shoot us an email with questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at tinydiscpodcast at uh, If you enjoyed what you heard, feel free to leave us an iTunes review. that really help us out. And also tell a friend, you know, if you think they'd be interested in what three jackasses on the internet have to say, let them know uh <laughs>
2: yeah so where can we find you guys on the internet C- colin and mono on twitter aka boo boo underscore underscore five five
1: j-a-c-c-e wait i can't even do my twitter at j-a-c-c-e-p-e-d-a mr cepeda if you're nasty i'd like to point out your twitter is also literally
0: your name <laughs> <laughs> you just stumbled spelling your own. I just <laughs> forgot the at. I just forgot the at. We're good. Okay, I don't. Okay. I don't do
1: the twitters very much. So
0: okay, fair enough. Uh, you can find me at Panoptimist P. I. N. O. P. T. I. M. I. S. T. Now that Twitter is getting two hundred eighty characters, we will probably still not tweet that much more. Is That but official? That's official. Yes, like, I have. Twitter. happening.
1: Can't wait for yeah. all. Can't wait for all those political uh, <laughs> diatribes now. Has everyone bad enough? E- Everyone's just tweeting
2: about how they have 280 <laughs> characters. It's just Right? Really Apple tweeted out "dipset" like 40 times.
0: Yeah. Uh, so thank you so so much for listening to the Tiny Disc podcast, and we'll see you next Thursday.
1: Me likey, me likey, 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 me likey, likey. <laughs>
2: Well, there was a time heart, when I thought codename heart. was the coolest word In the dictionary and I was actually planning on naming My very first band codename evil domination Because those were the three words I could think of That were the coolest well, code name five. Evil domination. Yes he was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough Fair enough <laughs>